Today on Homespun Hates, we talk to Matthew, who has something, or someone, in his home. Whatever it is, it messes with electronics, moves items around the house, and sometimes calls Matthew by name. The children who have seen it describe it as a man who stands at their bedside and cries at night. The thing is, Matthew thinks he knows who the crying man is. Hear his story now on Homespun Hates. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Homespun Hates. I'm Becky. And I'm Diana. Today, our guest is Matthew, who's also a podcaster, and he's talking about kids seeing ghosts. Matthew is also in Georgia. He's actually not too far from me here in Atlanta, but he's like me, not originally from here. He's also a skeptic, which is important to note. He's got a different viewpoint from a lot of the people we've talked to. Right, right. But he still has great stories. Isn't that great? (laughs) I love it. Yeah. It's nice to experience every different culture, but also people who find themselves without links to particular histories. Unlike you and me, we were kind of born into it, I think, where we grew up. (laughs) Perhaps so. I mean, the ghost part of where I grew up must just have something to do with some part of the culture. And then just being isolated as hell. You You get bored. Yeah. Sniff a lot of paint. (sighs) We couldn't afford paint. (laughs) (laughs) We had to go boil some horse hooves and then sniff that. (laughs) (laughs) That'll do. That'll do. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. What did you guys sniff when you were a kid? I didn't sniff anything. I was an honor student. (laughs) The only thing I used to sniff is diesel fumes. I loved them so much. Why? Oh, I don't know. It just smelled so good. Bizarre. I used to go in the garage and be like, (sighs) (sighs) it has to be diesel. Gasoline's not the same. Why? Why? I don't know. It's it's the lead. It's got to be the lead. Is it the lead? There's no lead in diesel. I thought there was. I'm not that old. Isn't that why unleaded is... Wait a minute. No, it's unleaded because gasoline used to have lead in it. Oh, I don't know a damn thing about that industry. Yeah. Okay, so unleaded doesn't mean that diesel has lead. Good. Got no, it. no. Okay. Gasoline used to have lead in it, which is why it's still possible to get lead poisoning from eating dirt and other things on the side of the road because the fumes from that leaded gasoline have like seeped into the soil. And <gasps> yeah, it's a bad oh. thing. Did you know that lead tastes sweet, and that's why kids and dogs get lead poisoning, but cats don't? Oh, that's interesting. Cats obligate carnivores cannot taste the taste sensation of sweet. Okay, well, tell that to my cat who keeps eating waffles and whipped cream. Aww, I mean, she likes cream. She wouldn't know if you skipped all the sweetener. (laughs) I've seen a cat eat a chocolate chip cookie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Cats are kind of like garbage disposals, though. (laughs) Everyone thinks that a dog is, but... You get a hungry cat, a cat will eat anything. Oh, I've never had a cat that hungry, I guess. <laughs> I kind of spoil my cats. They're all terribly obese. So <laughs> my cats have never been hungry a day in their life. Oh my gosh, my cat tried to eat a paintbrush yesterday. What? Like I a one or like a serious paintbrush? No, a little tiny kid's paintbrush. Oh, okay. She's got it all in her mouth, it'll slobbering all over it, and then she left it by her food dish, I guess, for later. And my daughter sees it because this is kids. Kids are so weird, right? 
She sees it. She goes over. I come in and my daughter has got that paintbrush that was like all up in the cat's mouth and God knows where else sitting by the food dish. She picks it up and she's like brushing her eyelid with it. And I'm like, you know, this is not something I thought I had to warn you about. (laughs) Do not not take things out of holes from the cat and put them on your eyes. I think she's had her shots. I don't know. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, That's cool. Hey there, I'm Tara. And I'm Jessica. And together we co-host the podcast Three Spooked Girls. If you love the paranormal. Or murder. Join us on Mondays for full-length episodes where we discuss our favorite paranormal stories and true crime cases. And join us again on Thursdays for our mini-sodes called Stabby Snippets, where we tell you all about true crimes happening in the news. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, wherever the hell else you listen to your pods at. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by using the handle at Three Spooked Girls. Come and hang out with us and get your spooky on while we scare the hell out of you. Today on the show, we have Matthew Plotner, who is also a podcaster. He is the host of the podcast That Anger Management Crap, and he also lives in a haunted house, I understand. Matthew, thanks for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me. Hi, welcome. So tell us a little bit about your podcast. I kind of get the gist from the title, but... Yeah, (laughs) the title actually came about because I used to teach anger management classes for Georgia and every guy that would come into the class always had the same reaction. Man, I don't, I don't need this anger management crap. So like that, that's the <laughs> perfect title. But the podcast came about because I kind of got tired of teaching for the state of Georgia. There's so many rules, regulations, things you have to do, things you can't do. It's a red tape nightmare. So I, mm-hmm. I sold the business and took a break for about a year and decided I had to go back and do something in, in that field again. So the, the podcast just seemed like a natural fit since I'm so used to talking to people. And as my wife says, when it comes to psychology and anger management, I don't shut up. So <laughs> seemed like the perfect place to go. So do you have a background in psychology? Is that how you ended up in this? I don't. Oddly enough, I ended up in it because back in 2009, I got arrested for a domestic violence incident, got huh. sentenced to a class. Oh. And Mm -hmm. kept going to the class. I was only supposed to go 12 weeks. Three years later, I'm still going to the class with the guy. And he's going, dude, you just, you need to get certified. You need to teach this. You're teaching my classes. I'll help (laughs) you do it. You can make money on your own doing this. So that's what I did. Wow. It's so cool to to meet somebody who came into a field like that through mentorship and internship kind of situation rather than in school. I like it. Well, yeah, you definitely have sort of an insider's perspective. That was one of the the beauties of doing it is because I could connect with the guys in a way that somebody who's telling them in a book what to do can't, mm-hmm. can't really do. If you'll excuse me one second, my <laughs> child just wandered into the room. You see a little boy with a cat in yeah. there. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised mine haven't come in yet, to be honest. Oh, oh yeah. I need intervention. <laughs> so sorry about that little interruption there. I understand that if I remember correctly from our our conversation earlier this month, you live in a house that is haunted. 
I hesitate to use that word, but there are some really <laughs> strange things that happened when we first moved in. They've, they've let up now. We haven't had anything for about two years now. But when we first moved in, there was a lot of weird stuff that happened. Okay, like what? Do tell. At the time, my daughters were two and three, I think, somewhere in that ballpark. And they both kept telling this story about a man who would stand at the end of their bed and they said he would just, he'd stand there and cry, daddy. I felt so bad for him. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. He just, he stood there and cried to me. And they both told this story separately from each other when we go and tuck them in. Oh. So I'm going, okay, that's, that's weird, but okay. Yeah. I mean, they're kids. They've got an imagination. Who knows? And we've got a, a bonus room across the hall from our bedroom, my wife and I's bedroom. And when we moved in, it was the toy room. All of their, their toys were in that room and they could go in there and play anytime they wanted. And my wife wasn't working at the time and they all went out for the day. They left right when they all got up and I get home from work and every single toy in that toy room was in our bedroom across the hall, like all of them. And I, I call my wife and I'm like, why did you let the kids bring all the toys into our bedroom? And she was like, I, I, I didn't. We left the house as soon as we all got up and we've been out ever since where we're over at my sister's house. Hmm. Like, well, everything is in our room. She's like, well, the, the kids were never upstairs, never even in that room today. Mm. I'm like, okay, that's that's weird. Again, I didn't think anything of it. It just was a thing that happened. Then about a month later or so, I'm a huge collector of of edged weapons. I've got knives and swords and all kinds of stuff. And I have this one decorative dagger that's in this case. And it was laying perfectly straight on the bed out of the case, pointed up at my pillow. The, the blade was pointed up at the pillow. And it was just laying on the bed. And again, I'm like, baby, why did you let the kids play with the swords? Those are dangerous. That one actually has an edge on it. It's sharp. Like, they weren't, they weren't in the bedroom. They, they didn't go anywhere near it. Like, well, the, the dagger is laying on our bed. It's like, well, I wasn't in there. I didn't touch it. I don't know how it got there. Okay, so now I'm thinking, uh, maybe there is something going on, maybe. And then the, the capper, this is the one I can't, I can't explain. This is the one that's really weird to me. My daughter had this little teapot toy. And when you open the lid, it made this noise and sang a song and whatnot. We had the same one. Yeah, so you know exactly which one I'm talking about then. It was sitting in the, the dining room one night, and it just kept going off and going off and going off and going off. And I'm like what is going on with this toy? Maybe the batteries are dead. Maybe they're dying. I don't know. So I go in there and I, I open it up because I'm going to take the batteries out. And nobody's going to believe me when I tell you this. But I went to open the thing for the batteries and it did not have batteries in it. What? And the, the damn thing kept going off. I finally threw it in the garage and we threw it away a few days later. I would too. That was when I'm like, okay, there's probably something going on here that I don't know. <laughs> but it was it was never felt malicious. It never felt violent. It never felt like it was going to hurt us or anything like that. It felt more playful than anything else. Hmm. That is creepy. It was That's super creepy. I know a lot of children's toys. It, it's not easy to get the batteries out. You've got to like unscrew the back. Was that one of these? Yep. We actually had to like get a screw. Yeah. So it's not like they could have just fallen out because you have to find the special screwdriver to get it. Yes. Open. Yes. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, so annoying. 
Even more annoying that it keeps going off without the batteries in it. <laughs> it was it was creepy. Was that the only toy that ever went off like that? That was the only one that ever never went off like that. We it never had any other toys that went off, but we'd always hear, and we still to this day will hear like footsteps upstairs going back and forth. But I, I talked to a paranormal group one night. My kids were starting to get really scared because they keep telling me the story about the guy in the room. So I, I contacted a paranormal group and they're like, look, go into their rooms, politely ask whatever is there to confine itself to one room. Pick a room in your home, ask it to confine itself to that room. So that's what I did. I went in one night with, before they went to bed and I, I just said, hey, I don't mind you being here. You can be here as long as you want. But would you please stay in the bonus room when you're upstairs? You're, you're scaring my children. After that, we never had an issue with the guy in the room. And I still hear footsteps in the, the bonus room. I'm in there right now recording. And it's probably four or five degrees colder than the rest of the house. It's a noticeable change in temperature when you walk in here. Oh, is it always like that? Because oh, yeah. I know it is winter right now. No, okay. even in the summertime, it it's feels colder. Interesting. Okay. Well, in the summer, you would think it would be warmer because it's a bonus room. It's probably over the garage. It's not. Our bedroom is actually over oh. the garage, which is, oh, okay. that's a whole nother freezing cold thing. But <laughs> Well, yeah. so did the toy migration incident happen after you banished the crying man to the bonus room? Because maybe he just didn't want to be around all the toys all the time. It it didn't. It was just that one time. And oh, it, okay. And after that, we actually put the toys back in. Well, shortly after that, the toys went back into the bedrooms. But now mm -hmm. it's just, we hear footsteps and my wife is still 100%. Nothing happened. Nothing's going on. I'm like, okay, well, explain to me all the weird stuff. She's like, I, I don't know. It's just, there's, there, I don't believe in that stuff. I'm like, okay, I don't either, but I can't mm. explain it. Mm -hmm. Do your girls, now that they're older, do they remember the crying man? Oh, yeah. Yep. They'll, they'll tell me stories about him. He's, he was dark. They said they couldn't see his face, but they could see that he was crying. Like the like face wasn't clear is what they would say. His face wasn't clear. Did they describe his clothing at all? No, it was. They just said he was he was dark. He was very very dark. Was he wearing a hat? I don't think they ever said anything about a hat. Because <laughs> okay. apparently there there's a no faced dark man, a kind of hat. What man. would you say? The hat man, I mean, it, it's one of our first interviews with somebody who saw the hat man. And then we found out that lots and lots and lots and lots of people see the hat man. Really? But he's, he doesn't cry. In fact, um, she revealed to us later in private that he was laughing when she encountered him. That would be really creepy. Yes. <laughs> it's even worse. She didn't mind revealing the fact. She was just so freaked out when she was retelling the story that she couldn't even get that fact out. So I can understand. <laughs> when, when your girls talk about it now, do they associate it with a feeling of fear or just kind of, yeah, that happened. Ha -ha. No, they just, they tell the story about what happened, but they both our, our household. We love Halloween and horror films and whatnot. And my oldest daughter, or my young, actually my younger daughter. I don't know if you remember the show from the nineties. Are you afraid of the dark? Oh, I love that. <laughs> she yes. is obsessed with that show. And Aww. I forget which episode it was, but there was an episode with a, it wasn't a man, but it was one of the, it was like a child ghost that was, was okay. crying or something. It's like, oh, I had something like that in my room when I was, when I was younger. 
<laughs> okay, I'm glad you remember that, and you remember it not as scary, but in a non-traumatic memory kind of yeah. way. Yeah, nice. You said that you spoke with a paranormal team about this crying man. Did they have any information about the history of the house? Did they? do any investigation they never did i wanted to have them come out but my wife was very adamant about not doing it as long as it wasn't dangerous or i didn't feel like it was malicious or violent or anything Mm -hmm. i was i was okay with whatever it was but i I told her the moment it starts to get violent or the moment we start to feel uncomfortable we're, we're having somebody out and it it never did so we never had anybody out Aside from your interaction with the the crying man where you told him to go stay in the bonus room, and he did, did you ever try to do any kind of ghost hunting or communicating with him? Not really. I tried one time with the the recorder app on my phone, but I never was able to get anything, but probably because it was a phone. Oh, did your daughters hear him crying or they just saw but didn't hear anything? I don't know. They never said. They just said that he was crying. Okay. That's, I'm going to have to ask him that because I don't, I don't I remember them ever saying one way or the other. So how old is the house that you live in? It was built in 05. I, mm-hmm. I actually, I have a theory. My wife kind of goes with this, but I've got a theory as to who it is in, in the house. And I think he's still ooh. here. Ooh, 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 ooh. So my wife had this really, really close friend in high school and they lost contact for about, about a year. And he surfaced again. And the last conversation they had, she told him, you're never allowed to leave me for that long again. I I can't go without having you in my life so we can talk and communicate. The very next day, he was killed on a job site in Florida. And I I wholeheartedly think that it's funny story. I have another story about that, actually. Um, But I wholeheartedly think it's, it's him that's in the house. I was a very, very mean person when my wife and I met and got married. And when he died, I gave her a bunch of crap for going to his funeral. Like I, I was just a total jerk about it. But she, while she was at his funeral, I had a laptop and I was playing on something, doing something on the laptop and it, it turns off like power is down, turns off. Like that's, that's weird. It's got a full battery. So I turn it back on two minutes later, it powers down again. Well, maybe, maybe that something's wrong. I plug it in and I turn it back on again. Two minutes later, it turns off trying to play on my computer. I just unconsciously go, Hey, Spencer, I'm, I'm sorry. I won't treat her like crap when she comes home. Never turned off again. Whoa. Whoa. So, yeah. So, and that was at his, the day of his funeral that that happened. I think it actually is him, him here holding his promise. Keeping an eye on you, it sounds like. Probably that too, yeah. <laughs> so were they high school friends? How did they know each other? Yeah, they were really, really good friends in high school. They'd known each other probably since middle school. They never never dated or anything like that. They were just really close friends. Unfortunately, I was a, a jerk at the time. So that's actually where the my podcast comes from, is that time period of my life. Gotcha. Does your wife feel the same about the presence being her friend or have you talked to her about that? She, she doesn't, she doesn't, she won't admit it, but she will kind of underhandedly go, yeah, it it might, that might be what it is. Cause a lot of the stuff that happens, she's like that, that seems like something he would do. Cause he was definitely a a prankster and 
and just love to harass everybody. <laughs> so she acknowledges that it seems like something he would do, even though she completely denies that there's anything in the house. Yep, that's that's her. She. <laughs> we actually were having a conversation before I came up here about it. She's like, I, it is it is weird, but I, I still don't think there's anything here. I go, okay. Like you heard it walking around last night while all of the kids were sleeping, but you're right. There's nothing here. <laughs> Whatever you need to sleep at night, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Sounds just like my husband. The the laptop thing is still what kind of pushes me to the edge of thinking it was probably him. Because like I said, the, the moment I apologize, it, it quit doing it altogether. So uh, you had the teapot that went off on its own. The toys that were moved from the bonus room into the bedroom, after that happened, you just didn't have the kids play in the bonus room anymore. It just became, I guess, more of like an office space for you. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, or? more or less. It was a uh -huh. couple months after that fact. But yeah, it, it's been kind of my office slash creative space slash cooler for the rest of the time. <laughs> Did you notice the drop in temperature after you vanished? Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. It, it's ever since then, it's been significantly cooler. Okay. The knife that was on the pillow and then you had the toys move and you had the teapot that went off in the middle of the night. Have you had anything else that's moved around on its own? No, but my, my daughter is always telling me about how toys in her room are going from one spot to another and... I mean, she's oh still eight, yeah. But I mean, eight year old. So I mean, that could be the eight year old imagination. But mm. none of this has ever been scary to me. Like it's it's never felt really? like it was trying to harm you or harm anybody here mm. or. Mm -hmm. It's just it's never felt like it was out to hurt anybody. It more felt like it was. At first, it felt like it was just going, "Hey, I'm here. I want you to know I'm here." And now, like I said, we just get the occasional footsteps. I'll get the occasional, and I don't know if this is just me being crazy or whatnot, but I'll get the occasional laying in bed, hear somebody yell my name type thing. But Oh, you do? Yeah, but I don't know if uh, that could be that. That could be just me being crazy. But yeah. Not, well, I mean, so <laughs> it, do you recognize the voice when you hear that? I don't. It's just this loud, short burst of my name. It's It's weird. Spencer, your your wife's friend, did you know his voice? Did you know him well enough that you would recognize him? Oh, yeah. We, we Him and I and her hung out quite a bit. Okay. So you can't identify it. I can't because it's, it's like I said, it's not something long enough or loud enough to recognize, if that makes sense. Is is it usually when you're like just about to fall asleep, you know, when you're in that sort of in-between state? I hear people say that they, they hear things. It's usually, sometimes, sometimes it'll be... We'll lay in bed for a little bit and I, my wife will pass out and then I'll just be kind of laying there trying to sleep and I'll hear it. Can you mimic what it sounds like? I'm curious. It's just this loud Matthew. Just, I don't oh, know. The whole Matthew. Oh yeah. No, it, it's the whole name. <laughs> no. Huh. Ah, does it sound mm. angry or just trying to get your attention? It just sounds like, it, almost like my wife yelling at me up the stairs to come and get something. It's kind of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what that's like. I, uh... <laughs> I used to have something similar happen to me when I was uh, when I was a teenager. Calling your name? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Repeatedly. Oh, it was really freaky. When I'd be the only one in the house. Okay. I I'm still convinced that that house was haunted, though. That was that was years ago. Another story, and that was new construction. There was no excuse. Maybe there was a unmarked graves under the home or something. <laughs> but. <laughs> 
I, I find this story really fascinating because usually when you hear about a so-called haunted house, and I know that you're not really using that term, but um, I mean, what else are we going to call it? Yeah, uh, true <laughs> enough. Um, but it's 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 not that somebody died in the house or like we have here in Roswell where homes were built over top of graves unbeknownst to people like poltergeist uh we got a lot of stuff here in roswell it's a lot of fun but something actually came and found you sought you out traveled from florida all the way up to to georgia and has been with you ever since which is neat yeah that's that's my going theory Uh uh-huh i mean it sounds like you have all the pieces that give it some sort of logical flow did you have anything else that you wanted to share related or unrelated so I will tell you a story about something that happened when I worked at a aluminum manufacturing plant in Noonan. I used to work third shift there and I was in the environmental team. So it was, I basically, my job was to watch a computer and go walk around every hour or so. And there was nothing to do. But I remember one day I'm sitting there and there, the lab was divided and there was a door. So I'm sitting, there's the computer side and then there's the testing side. And I'm, I'm sitting on the computer and all of a sudden I see this bright blue flash in the the lab side through the doorway and this like orb i can't i think this blue ball just comes out really quickly out that door and through one of the walls to this day i have no idea what it was that one actually scared me i wouldn't work by myself for about three months after that because it that was weird can't blame you. So you said this was at an aluminum manufacturing plant and this was the night shift? Yep. I was, it was 11 to 7 a.m. You saw the flash of light on the security camera or was it live? No, it was, it, it was in the room with me. There was a, it was this big giant room, but it was divided by a wall and a doorway that didn't have a door in it. So one half was the computers where all you monitor everything. And then the other half was testing where you go and do all your lab work and, and everything else. And I was sitting on the computer and I saw it out of the corner of my eye first, this flash through the doorway, and I, I turn and look, and sure enough, this this orb about top of the doorway just comes floating out really quickly and, and out through one of the walls. And it, it that's the only time I've ever actually been scared of something. Mm, that sounds terrifying. Did any of your coworkers have ever mentioned seeing anything like that? Oh, yeah. Everybody there has seen stuff, <gasps> heard voices, heard people talking. The The lab was one of those places that everybody says that if you're if you're there by yourself long enough, something or someone will come and talk to you and, and say your name. And I never had anything actually say my name there, but I, I did have that one night. I only worked there for about a year. But mm-hmm. yeah, there there was all kinds of stories. There was somebody who saw... They saw a guy walk out of the maintenance department and up to one of the tanks. And he went to talk to the maintenance department and like, no, all of our guys are are fixing equipment out in the shop. We don't have anybody actually back in the the maintenance part of it. Like, well, one of your guys just walked up to one of my tanks. I don't know what he was doing. There was nobody there. Yeah. Over the history of the the company, there has been several employees killed in the the facility. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Any sort of manufacturing environment usually have that. How old was the was the plant? Oh, that place has been there since I think since the 30s. Okay. Like 1930. Yeah. So pre OSHA. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's it's an old, old facility, and it hasn't been updated a whole lot other than to comply with some OSHA regulations. Uh-huh. But other than that, it's all still pretty much looks like it's from that time period. It, it definitely has an eerie vibe to it. I, I still... Mm-hmm. I still remember that feeling sitting in that room by myself. And it's just, there's, you know how people will say, well, it feels like I'm being watched. I know what that feeling feels like now. Cause you would sit in that room and there was a giant window. So you could see out into the, the treatment area. And I all the time look over that window. I know somebody's watching me and there'd be nobody there. Okay. You got to explain this to me. You're, you're very afraid of the manufacturing plant presence with the blue orb, um, but not at all afraid of the man in your house that watches your daughters and can move knives around. <laughs> it's just this, it's a, fe- I don't know how to explain it other than it's just a feeling you get from the situation. Okay. The, the, it's just vibes. Yeah. The, the feeling of the, cause it was like an explosion is what it was like in the, the manufacturing plant. It was just this big blue flash. And then this, it was a real quick moving of the orb. Okay. It felt violent. I don't know any other way to explain it other than it just felt violent. Almost like it was an imprint replaying a tragedy because you said explosion. Yeah, right? that, that's exactly what it felt like. But it was this just bright blue, like it was a chemical explosion or something. I don't know. And I'm sure those have occurred there in the past. I, I don't doubt it. And so that that one bothered me because of that feeling that you had of or that I had of it just being this violent event. Whereas here in the house, even though the thing did have the the dagger on the bed, there's never been a feeling of malicious or violence or anger or or anything other than hey i'm here i want you to know i'm here but i won't do anything to to harm you i don't know any other way to explain it than that it's just just that way of interpreting the the energy i guess you also mentioned that you're a buddhist and that is i i guess we haven't had any other buddhists on the show that have explicitly talked about that and how it relates to paranormal occurrences do you, is there anything you want to educate people about or even just reincarnation and the cyclical nature and how it fits into that i think that's probably the the one that plays the most heavily into the idea of of hauntings and whatnot is buddhists don't believe that your spirit just hangs out and waits normally i mean it, it can choose to if it wants to but the ultimately the goal is to achieve enlightenment and then move into nirvana so i know personally at least i'm hoping once i pass my spirit goes, hey, I want to get back to this again because I still have stuff to learn. I still have stuff to to achieve to get to that that state. So that's why for me, I, I don't really buy the idea of spirits just walking the earth and messing with people. If everybody was wandering around after they died, this place would be really crowded. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be seeing a lot more than we do. <laughs> Those were great stories, Matthew. Thanks yes, for coming on our podcast. Awesome. Oh, no problem. I enjoyed it. Thanks, everybody. That's our show. And thank you so much, Matthew, for coming on and sharing your terrifying stories. I know that <laughs> you said that the, the first one didn't feel terrifying, but it's, it's I think it's terrifying for the people listening. Please be sure to check out the show notes for this episode at homespunhaints.com, where we'll have links to Matthew's podcast, That Anger Management Crap. Also, check us out on Insta at Homespun Haints and on Facebook at Homespun Haints. Matthew, thank you so much. Really appreciate you coming on today. Oh, thank you for having me. Like I said, it's been a lot of fun. Good night and have a spooky night.